Hello and welcome to Match Day FM. It's Morgan and it's deflected in out of absolutely nothing. Curzon and Ashton lead. Dixie to Hardy. Hardy in behind. Hardy past the goalkeeper. Hardy into the goal. 2-1 filed. Chance of Colin Day bubbling everywhere again. The other shot. And it's in. It's a recall as for Colin Day. It's been coming. Lots of gap and he goes through it. And Akron gets the first try of the game for Siddle. They've got it with Smith, they've got it with Smith, they've got a score with Smith. Unbelievable. Great chance, they've won it. Ashton have won it. Hi and welcome back to the Match Day FM podcast. This is our preview of day two of the Cheltenham Festival. Joe Richardson, Harry Reynolds and Ben Wignall back again. Uh, ready to go again, boys? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm saying like, Yeah, I'm saying like we're meeting up after day one. When we're yeah, actually it's been a while since we spoke, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, how it how was your day time. one? How was your day one? Uh, hopefully very good. <laughs> Probably very bad. <laughs> knowing, knowing my luck. Yeah. So, yeah, as I said, we are recording on the Sunday before. So, uh, yeah, the day one has gone swimmingly. All the fabs came in. It was a brilliant day for everyone involved. So, seven more races and the action gets underway at one twenty. With the Ballymore Novices Hurdle, one of the most anticipated races of the entire uh, meeting. Grade one over two miles and five furlongs. So uh, the market as we stand for the Ballymore, again, we haven't got the confirmed decks, but uh, this is how the market looks at the minute. Bob Ollinger is two to one favourite. It's been very well backed. Two to one best price for Henry de Bromhead. Gallard de Menil is 11 to four for Willie Mullins. Brave Man's Game is the other one of the big three. 100 to 30 for uh, Paul Nichols and Harry Cobden. It's 10 to one Bear Gills for Nicky Martin. And it's then Kescon Risk is still in there at 12 to one. And it's 25 to one bar. Again, uh, not sure of all the uh, rest that are uh, competing in this one. But it looks like a, a classic three-horse race on paper. Um, how much are we looking forward to uh, this one, uh, Ben? Very much so. Um, got different pieces of form coming into this. Obviously, we've got Brave Man's Game winning the uh, the cello. Uh, Gaillard de Menil winning the Dublin Racing Festival. And um, Bob Ollinger won the Lawless of Nace. Yeah, the big the big three, so to speak. They're um, I think they're a long way clear of of the rest in this. Obviously, there's a, a few in here like Blue Lord who are not going, who's still in the uh, the deck, the entries. Um, Bob Ollinger, Guy Odomaniel, and Brave Man's Game. It, if they if they're all on top form, then it should be a a very very interesting watch, just like last year because um, M. Wilder he was. Um, and and he took a bit of time to get going, but then he just accelerated up the hill. And I'm hoping um, for one particular horse, it will be the same. Oh, who's that? Are you gonna are you gonna tell? Are we, are we having? Are we doing really cliffhanger, cliffhangers in a podcast? Yep. And um, Ben's Wignall selection is Bob Ollinger. Yeah. No, he wasn't, he wasn't favourite, was he? He uh, Gaillard de Manil was, and then the Codfather said he was a, a God-given certainty. His words for <laughs> um, Cheltenham. So I think the price the price has gone down a little bit um, off the back of that because we all trust him after after his Lebec tip a few years ago for the uh, the Supreme. He's uh, what the top tips during the game. So um, can't really knock his form. Um, been very solid, beat Blue Lord last time. Uh, the only time he's been beat was against Fernie Hollow early this season. And unfortunately, we won't see him again this season, I don't think. Um, but Bob Ollinger's always been very visually impressive. And I hope, fingers crossed, that he's going to have his head in front here um, in the first race on Wednesday. Interesting, Ben said there you can't really know Bob Ollinger's form, but I'm damn sure we're going to try. So, Blue Lord. Uh, it, when you watch that race back, how 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 on earth did Blue Lord only lose by six and a half lengths? The way he pulled the whole way around, he was so keen, it was ridiculous. That would just be a little worry for me. Again, Gabinaco, he was in third, flanking over. Ragnar Lodbrok ran yesterday, 
and a novice hurdle was absolutely annihilated by Gad. So, so I don't know, is that form good enough? Uh, on that race, probably not, I'd say. Although Blue Lord may well have enhanced that form if he, if he runs around the Supreme. Um, the Fernie Hollow form, obviously, that's that's a different ball game. Uh, that is very smart form, obviously, only beaten a length by Fernie Hollow on his first start uh, over obstacles this season. But uh, the, the other little concern I'd have is, although we win a point-to-point on yielding ground, his four runs over hurdles have been on soft to heavy, heavy, soft to heavy and heavy, and he's not going to get that ground here. So it'd just be a little nagging doubt for me. Uh, Brave Man's game, I will rule out straight away uh, because, and there's been some good horses who were part of this stat, but Chalo Hurdle winners in uh, north from 17 in the Ballymore. And you've got to think horses like Denman and Champ are part of that. So if they can't win, I know Paul Nichols has compared Brave Man's game to Denman. But yeah, but how, how that stat can kind of happen, I have no idea. And it's so weird. But 0 and 17, I'll, I'll look elsewhere. And again, the form. And what, the what about the Chalo Hurdle form? It's not great. The Glancing Queen was, uh, was well beaten. On her next start, obviously we've seen Stargate. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not sure the form's that good. Soaring Glory beat Brave Land's game first time out of the season, so I don't know. Uh, it just wouldn't be for me. Although ground won't be a problem for him, but yeah, that that shallow hurdle, own seventeen. Uh, Time Hill last year as well. He got beaten in the old Bartlett after after winning the shallow hurdle. So some good horses there. I've been able to defy it, uh, and he's got two very very solid rivals here in the shape of Bob Ollinger and. Gerd Domini and yeah I'm with Gerd Domini I, I just think that winning um, winning uh, the grade one at, uh, at the WMS Festival, Festival last time was, was pretty impressive Statler was in third and he's going to be in the Alba along with Fakira so that could be a little nice thing if Gerd Domini wins this but um, I think he's got a nice mix of pace and, and stamina um, yeah he'd be the one for me and, and he's a, a nicer price now at 11 to 4 than to Bo Ollinger is um, I, th- I think it'd be one of those two. Um, uh, it's a three-horse race, but I'm happy to look past Brayman's game. Uh, I think it'll be out of Bob Ollinger and Gerd Dominion, and I'll just go for the latter. Uh, so Bob Ollinger for Ben and Gallard Dominion for Harry. And, well, uh, Bob Ollinger for me is uh, who I'm pinning my hopes on for a, a good week, really. I got him at um, at fourteen to one after um, he won his maiden, actually at um, at Mace. Obviously, the the form in the book behind Fernie Hollow, we we're led to believe is rock solid because I, I think excuse me, Fernie Hollow, um, if he was uh, all fit and well, uh, would win the Supreme comfortably. Um, so that's rock solid, I think. And uh, Rachel Blackmore couldn't pull him up uh, the last. Um, after that maiden win uh, and I was really taken by it and obviously came out and won the grade one um, and uh, that is very good grade one uh, form didn't run at the uh, Dublin Racing Festival a little bit fresher than perhaps than Gallard de Manil but yeah Bob Ollinger for me uh, I'm hoping that he comes in and uh, will get day one off to a flyer uh, moving on then to the Brown Advisory Novice Chase which is run over just over three miles. And we have many people's banker of the festival, Monkfish for Willie Mullins at four to seven, best price, four to seven uh, to win this. And in behind him is the big breakaway at the moment at 13 to two. Eclat de Rear, eight to one. Latest exhibition, Sporting John at the moment, 12 to one. Dicky Diver 16 to 1 and it's 20 to 1 uh, bar. So there are 14 uh, entries, lads. Um, obviously, we haven't got the final decks. Do you think that field is going to be uh, diminished even more with such such a hot favourite like Monkfish? Yeah, I was just going to say, latest exhibition isn't going. Royal Pagai is going to the Gold Cup. Um, Next Destination is going for... Uh, the national hunt chase, so yeah, it's gonna cut up. Um, the other ones that obviously haven't aren't running on the Tuesday. Um, I'm not sure how many will will stay in, but I imagine monkfish will scare a few off because I think he's, like you said, probably a certainty uh, on the on his 
on his bare form. Uh, he's just so talented, isn't he? He's a incredible specimen. Um, the the other horses that are in here, he'll probably run. Um, Eklat here was a, a decent one the last time out, but don't think he's of the class um, at Monkfish. Um, although I'll be hoping for a, well, a score, he beat a score 10 last time. Obviously, a score 10 was my pick for the the national hunt, so hopefully that'll tie in um, somehow. But uh, I can't see anything beating Monkfish. It's a one of the certs in on my uh, infamous infamous one pound tenfold. Go on, uh, go on, Harry. Just just explain to the listeners how good this uh, this monkfish is. Well, the, the other battle for one to start is he had absolutely no right to win that race at all uh, coming into it. And and what's come out of it? Latest exhibition. Uh, obviously, he went he went run here, but um, he's a very good horse, and I think he'll win the Grade One at Terrace that he's being targeted at. Uh, Monkfish have just laughed in the last couple of times, especially the Dublin Race Festival. Uh, Time Hill in there as well as as one of Grade Two, and um, the Jiggenstown horse name escapes me. Fury Road, who's another good horse. So that that was a, a vintage renewal in Monkfish. Uh, quite a lot went run from Monkfish as well, and he was headed as well. In that and he's still battled on to win over fences it's just an absolute monster uh, it's a sight to behold really he's, he's just far too good for these and all being well next year in the Gold Cup we'll have Monkvish versus on violin and oh, please, that'll be um, please that'll be something uh, and it, you know that they, they could be the next quarter star in Denman um, that's what we got to hope for but it, if, if Monkvish doesn't win this I mean he'd it, it, have to fall or there'd be something wrong with him I'd, I'd on all known form on everything we know he's He's an absolute mile clear on ratings. He should just win. It'll, it'll pop out in front. He jumps so well. Um, he's got gears. He stays. Like He should just win. Uh, for the places, uh, or without Monkfish, I think there is the one. Although the big breakaway was impressive on his, season, uh, his first out over, over fences at Cheltenham. He's just... Um, he's, a bit of, he's a bit of a pig, to be honest. Uh, the, the, the second run... He was uh, awful at Exeter. He was beaten by a bold plan. He just picked him off. And then at Kempton, uh, on his first, uh, his second start of the three miles, sorry, um, beaten by Chamblou. But he walked through every single fence. And he, if he jumps anything like that here, he won't get close. Uh, I think Sporting John uh, is, is, is another one who's, who, you know, if Monkfish wasn't in there, uh, he'd, be, he'd be in the right at the top of the market. Uh, obviously, Great one, he won. Yeah, he won the the silly hours against Chamblou, so he's got better form immediately than a big breakaway. Uh, yeah, I think I think Monfish will win, and and they the rear will follow him home. Yeah, uh, when when you said um, he, he he asked the fall um, for for him not to win, uh, my uh, my mind goes back to Votor at Aintree, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, when our when our good friend Louis Hall backed him. Uh, he did have a saber on God's own, though, like the rest of us. Did he? Okay. Yeah, um, he got um, out of jail. He had, he had a, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sticky. Yeah, well, saying that, I mean, if the way the Votor jump was uh, was extraordinary. So if he can fall, then then yeah. anyone can. But you know, you'd like to think that yeah. the Monkfish won't do that. And yeah, if he stands up, he'll win. He's got vibes of uh, Votor Monkfish, to be fair. Yeah, um, I'd agree with that, yeah. I mean, last time at Leopardstown, over... A, a trip that some people said was um, inadequate for him. I've not seen a novice jump as good as that. I was unbelievable. Didn't touch a twig the whole way around. I was just aghast, really. Um, I love him, and uh, there's no angle against him for me. Uh, and I pray to God we see him against uh, Envoy Allen in the Gold Cup next year. Now, if you're enjoying this, then why not check out our blog? You can find it on our website. Just search for Matchday FM. Uh, moving on to the third race of the day, one of the best uh, betting races of the whole week. I love this race. It's the uh, Coral Cup, the 2.30 run over uh, two miles and five furlongs on the old course. Um, but uh, it does make it a bit harder that we don't have the confirmed decks because there are 55 in it. <laughs> at the minute with um, max 26 um so uh forgive us if some of these don't run but uh, at the top of the market uh been well supported actually is grand roi for uh 
Denise uh, Foster, obviously, who's taken over the license. From uh, Gordon Elliott, six to one best price. Kashari is uh, eight to one for Willie Mullins. The Shunter, uh, one of many um, entries for him, for Emmett Mullins at 10 to one. Uh, Craig Nish uh, for Nicky Henderson. Nicky Henderson's got a few in this that uh, seem to be well uh, supported. 12 to one. Great White Sharks in there at 12 to one. Monte Cristo for Nicky Henderson, 12 to one. You raised me up as well. Uh, 12 to 1 sound like I was, I was, was, singing, I was singing that, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I didn't even mean that fair play um, yeah there's 14 to 1 uh, bar so yeah devilishly difficult at this stage uh, to see who's going to win this but um, we've got plenty of places to uh, to, to find a winner so uh, have you lads uh, had the time to study this not a race I've got a massively strong opinion on again but I did back you raised me up. I kind of wanted to sing it as well, actually. Um, after he won uh, uh, Nace in February, uh, I think this is the target for him. He's entering the county as well, but he's got a lovely weight here. I think he'll stay. He stayed on really well that day, despite being a bit of a drifter in the market. Uh, that was his first run since September as well. Um, yeah, to be honest with you, I couldn't get the, the song out of my head after I backed him that day to win. And, and you know, I'm happy to play it a few times if he wins for me at, at 20 to 1 in this. Uh, assuming he goes here but um yeah it looks like you know it'll be his first try over this distance but i think he'll get it no problem um yeah you know there's, there's it's so competitive it's it's probably the most competitive handicap of the week maybe uh nicky anderson targets it a lot so you'd expect this to go well i think he said about craig niche that he kind of ruined his, his handicap mark a little bit when he won last time uh but i think he thinks a lot of him and you know nicky anderson won this last year with dan the company uh and monte cristo as well uh won for Time in there and Isaac Swade, so I think I think that's pretty talented. I'd expect the shunter of his five entries as he looks to collect the bonus. I think he'll run in the grand annual, which we'll come on to. But um, yeah, I think I'm I'm hopeful if you raise me up. The, the market move shows me the bit of confidence that he'll run here, and yeah, if he can run into a place, that'd be great for me. Ben, what do you look for in a winner of this race? Um. I don't really look for anything specifically. I try to find someone who's relatively unexposed and quite a few of these are. My first two initial picks in the week were 50 Ball, who was placed in the the hurdle at Newbury. I forgot Best the name. Yeah, hey, the bet. You're welcome. And I also had Seldonish, and neither of them are in the entries anymore. So that's my plan gone. Um... I did have a look just before. God, your dreams are still in here. He was really eye-catching in the better fair hurdle. I think he was, when they were about to start, he was quite like near the front and then they had to do a, a, a restart and he ended up being at the back for some reason. And I don't think that suited him because all of his races before that, he was quite prominent. And um, he ended up, I think he, he made up so many lengths. He was like, for long and a half out, he was still like last and he ended up finishing sixth. So if he goes here, I'm really intrigued by him. He's 40th in the entries, or so he might. You need quite a few horses to come out to get in. Um, the one I picked out further up, who is guaranteed a run, is Craig Nish. He had a very long, uh, a year-long layoff. Uh, beat Ulverston last time in in January 2020. Um, in a, a maiden hurdle. And um, before that came to, to the big breakaway. So was, that's good for him, uh, both of uh, those races. And he came out and won a, um, a handicap hurdle, grade three at Ascot uh, two months ago. Uh, so he should be ready for this. Um, um, he's also got Tom Cannon on his back, which is a, a rare ride for him, for Nicky Henderson. He's got, um, he, he won on him at Ascot um, in January. So, uh, he knows the horse. Uh, I expect him to be to be banger there, but like any Coral Cup, um, it could be one of many that win this. It's very unpredictable. Um, so Craig Niche for me, but also if he does get in, God, your dreams will be also getting backed. I really hope he gets in because he, I think that that second start at Newbury is very unfair on him. I don't know why he was at the back. Um, if he was more prominent, maybe he would have won. So I was on him that day. So, but maybe not because I can't see him spackle winning horse nowadays. So, 
maybe that was the reason. Good stuff. So Craig Niche for uh, Ben. Harry, just confirm your selection again. You raised me up. Of course. How could I forget? Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would, uh, yeah, admit I haven't looked at this race uh, properly. I don't have the time to go through 55 rounds and um, pick out uh, my particular one right now. But I do like um, Thomas Darby, actually, off top weight. Um, I wouldn't be against him each way with plenty of places. Um, I think he's got a touch of class and um, and ran well behind McFabulous um, at Kempton. Um, got some decent uh, other bits of form in the book. So uh, at this stage, he'd do uh, for me. And then now we go to the feature race of day two. It is the Betway Queen Mother Champion Chase. And Ben, if you could take us through the runners and riders uh, at the moment, that would be lovely. Indeed. So the clear favourite for this is Chacon Poissois. Uh, he's evens in some places. Most places you'll find him um, four to five, five to six, but there's a few taking him on at evens. And then we've got the um, the, the double champion, uh, Altior, at seven to one, which was probably, probably surprising from the start of the year. Probably was expecting to win again, but... Uh, it's not gone for him so far this year. Then we've got Altios Conqueror from Kempton. Um, Nube Negra, who is a best price 8-1 to one for the Skelton team. At 10-1, to one, we've got put the kettle on for Henry de Bromhead. Um, Aidan Coleman will be the mount of her. Um, Politolog, the defending champion um, of last year. Also 10-1, to one, best priced in places. Um First flow is on a really, really good winning streak for Kim Bailey and and David Bass, 14s. Um, Rouge Viv, 20 to 1, along with So Royale, who's um, been chipped away at some at a lot of firms, but he's 20s on one. Um, Silo Emery, 20 to 1 for Willie Mullins, and then the outsiders are Green Teen and Notebook, who are both 33s. Yeah, so the champion chase then of uh, this year's has divided a, a bit of opinion on um, all the, the previews and um, among the tipsters, but Shaq uh, and Possoir is obviously a uh, very well-backed uh, favourite um, against Altior, who was disappointing uh, last time, but is, of course, a uh, twice winner of this race. Um, ben, Shaq and Possoir, yes or no? Yes, but I've got I've still got concerns about him. Um, mainly because of his not running at, at Cheltenham in his career, obviously. We were supposed to get that mega clash between Defi Desai, Shakun Pasoir and uh Altio last year and it never happened and then Defi bombed out. Um but uh Shakun recovered from that, he's won won his next three races. Um very convincingly, most of them, although one of the races, um, I think it was at Cork, in the, the hilly way, uh, a few of them, he was he was a bit laboured, it was a bit workmanlike, but a few of them fell behind him, which made it look a bit easier. Uh, but he was very comfortable at the Dublin Racing Festival, um, <coughs> beating Fakir Dudery in Notebook. Obviously, he's not strong for him, but you can you can only beat what's put in front of you. Um, so coming into this race for the first time, he's, he's definitely got something to prove. Um, in with the likes of Altio, but um, at 11 years old, I'm not sure Altio is going to uh, pose the same kind of threat he has done in, in years gone by. So I am a backer of Chacon Um but I still still get a little bit nervy thinking about it being in my bait accumulators and, and just that nagging feeling of him not being uh, run at Cheltenham in his career just does worry me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they all say that... Uh... There's no substitute for festival form, so that is what is against him. But it's uh, might not be as significant as um, as many people think. Um, Harry, poor renewal of this race, do you reckon, or is this a a, a race that you're going to get stuck into? No, I, th I think it's quite good. Um, second plus four obviously sets a very high standard, and he's only been beaten once for William Mullins. That was by Apple Tad, so not the worst form, is it? For a bit of a horse who's when uh, when Savile's chasing, he was real fancied for the Gold Cup. 
albeit you know that's we're comparing different distances but he's a he's a very classy animal one that hasn't been easy to keep right clearly he's only nine and since may 2019 he's had six stats last year we got a stone bruise on the morning of the champion chase um yeah uh, you know it's a good job for a lot of people that number one of their bets been, a, been around for a while but do you want to be taking odds on about a horse who's never run in in the UK, never ran at Cheltenham, uh, not for me. And he's a nine year old as well. It's not like he's a he's a spring chicken. He's nine years old. And I, I maybe when I first backed him, it was more a sentimental. Why on earth was was I, was I able to get thirteen to one? But the, the closest gets this. I'm really confident Alty was going to beat him. And the fact that Nicky Anderson's putting cheap pieces on is, is a massive plus for me because at Kempton. Um, he raced a bit lazily. He ballooned a couple of fences. And it was just really slow and laboured. And um, Nick had a point, but it was hard at work the whole way around. Uh, going right-handed, which he doesn't necessarily prefer. And on ground, it was, it was pretty soft for him. And I thought to, to stay on past horses, I, I was pretty impressed by it, actually, in the circumstances. Now, obviously, he's 11. He's not getting any younger. But he's unbeaten in five starts at Cheltenham. He's won at four Cheltenham festivals. If he can recapture the level of form that he showed, uh, and the cheap pieces could bring that out in him. They, they should make him a bit more buzzy. Uh, I think he can be second boss. Well. He's finally going to get to race on, on his preferred ground at Cheltenham, which he hasn't done when he's won the other two champion chases. And I, 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 I still think, I still think he, he can produce the level of form that he showed before. Now, that might be wrong, but at, at the prices, you get, you can get a bigger price for Altior to finish in the places than you can for Chacombe-Poissoir to win the thing, which is mental. And Altior three to one you can get without Shaq and Borsoir to beat the likes of Nube Negra, although Nube Negra beat him at Kempton, but there's extenuating circumstances there, clearly. Uh, Politolog, who's never, uh, who's seen Altior's back tires enough times, uh, put the kettle on, who won one of the worst arcs ever. Uh, I know she's three from three at the track, but like she, she just about beat Duke de Geneva in the Schleier chase, uh, and he's been absolutely battered by everyone since, and that form is nowhere near good enough. Um, yeah, I, I, be, I really think Altior can win this. And uh, uh, I think the, the, the other two that could, could go really well are first flow and So Royal. Um, I, I tweeted about So Royal being massively overpriced for this at 20 to 1. Um, and I think he's still a fair price now. I mean, he was second to this, uh, second in this to Altior a couple of years ago. Again, he's, he's going like, to love the ground that he hasn't had before. You can write off last year's run in this, um, uh, the ground, everything went wrong for him. Um, and that run against Champ was really good. Uh, I, I was impressed by uh, by his turn of foot, which we, we all know he has. Um, he, he absolutely uh, annihilated Greenatine that day, who for some reason seems to get um, a lot of fancies, but uh, clearly isn't all that. Um, so yeah, I think he'll run well in first flow. Uh, now, if someone can explain to me why you can get almost double the odds on first flow than you can on Politolog, I'd love to know. Even a Politolog champion chaser, that was the worst champion chase of all time. Um, Absolutely no question, and he got freebie. Definitely something never turned up, and Darnmark Dollar's second. Uh, I mean, that tells you everything. Uh, he's been beaten in, in, in top-class races, enough for uh, to know that he isn't good enough. And he's 10 years old. Uh, he's a good horse, he's a grand horse, but he's not a not a top-level grade one horse, I don't think. Uh, the, the, the additions, he's one of, like, of the likes of the Tingle Creek and the Champion Chase have been very, very substandard. And first flow battered him in the Clarence House. Um, Took him on, uh, going down the back, uh, just jumped all over him. It was a brilliant round of jumping. Um, and, yeah, it was a great ride by David Bass. And, and for me, there's no better side than David Bass riding a horse over fences. Uh, I just think he, he's magic. And I'd probably like the ground a little bit softer for him, but I, I've read something that David Bass has said, and, and they actually thought it was good stuff that they asked it. The jockeys did. So that would be... A uh, bonus. Left-handed, he, he probably jumps a little bit to his right, so that might be a concern. He's only been at Cheltenham once, but that was in the Supreme in 2018, and I don't think he was right that day. Or you know, I'm willing to forgive a run over hurdles uh, that long ago. Uh, I think he's a much better horse now. He's won, I think, six on the bounce. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I really think first flow can put a, a big performance in as well. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm very confident on Altior now, and the closer it gets, the more confident I'm getting. You're not fancy um, LaRiche board for the uh, championship, are you? Uh, 
<laughs> I did, yeah, I did. But, but that was, I mean, if he'd returned to what we saw as a novice, that 50 to 1 that I took looked quite big. But I mean, you're probably looking for two more zeros on that now. <laughs> but hey, the 50 to 1 I took on Native River the same day looks all right, doesn't it? Well, not looking at the forecast, it doesn't, but. He's not 50 to 1 anymore, is he? We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll save that for, uh, for another day. But yeah, uh, very interesting thoughts. Getting a bit excited now. So, uh, yeah, thank you for that. But I, I do think Shaq and Possoir is the likely winner, but I agree with you. Uh, the price, I couldn't back him at evens. Um, but, yeah, uh, I am in agreement with So Royale each way. He's my selection. Um, likes the ground, likes Cheltenham, beaten narrowly by Altior. I mean, I think he um, he jumped into the lead. Uh, yeah, he jumped into the last front. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the champion chase. Uh, interesting uh, how they've campaigned him over the, over the season, over hurdles, and they, he's gone obviously back over fences last time and, and beat Champ for a toe of foot. Obviously, we'll talk about that race uh, when we do our Gold Cup preview. But yeah, really taken by that. Um, I'd probably describe him as kind of in between grade two and grade one. Um, but for me, in a probably a below average renewal, I'll be backing him for sure. Just one more thing I want to say on the champion chess. I don't think Willie Mullins has ever won it, has he? I completely forgot to mention that when I was talking about reasons to take on Shaq and Pussoir. And that, yeah. yeah, that would be that would be a massive one, wouldn't it? What, he's 0-10? And, and and it's not like he's had no hopers. He had Duvan, who was, I, I think, 9-2 to two on. Or certainly 4-1 to one on. And he had Undershow, who was odds on against Prince Sacra. So, it's, it's not, he's not a bad two-mile horse, has he? And he hasn't been able to win it yet. Uh, again, the thing then you could say is obviously how, how many years it takes to win the Gold Cup and maybe maybe second Paul Suarez is Alvin Photo and he, he can win a couple. What's sticking in my mind as well, that Monkfish stat from last year in the in the stays hurdle. Not the stays, sorry, the Albert Bartlett. There yeah, that's a, what put me off Monkfish actually. You know, there's, there's, always, there's always a chance for these yeah. stats to break, so maybe this will be the time. So that was the champion chase. Ben's sweet on uh, Shaq and Possoir and Harry is all in on Altior, but a little saver on uh, First Flow. And, and So Royal. I'm, and so, so Royal. Royal. And I'm with So Royal as well. You're listening to the Matchday FM podcast. I hope we don't spend uh, too much time on the next one. It's the cross country. Um and uh, well, I, I'm still gonna have to give you the prices, I'm afraid. Uh, at the moment, Easy's Land is even money. Uh, last year's winner won it by a distance. Tiger Roll nine to two, and Potter's Corners in here at eleven to two. Some Neck, Alpha Desobo, and Balco de Flo are in the decks along with Lebroy. Uh, three miles, six furlongs. Um, and uh, yeah, so I have no interest in this race, and I'd happily move on, but uh. Ben, go on. Talk um, about this race for me. I can try, but it's not nothing that really whets my appetite. Um, obviously, the the race to look at is that Cheltenham one was it back in November. Easy Slam was a a heavy favourite, and um, he only came fourth. Um, and the winner of that there was Kingswell Theatre, who is twenty five to one, I believe, for this. Um, yeah, 25 to 1 for Scudamore. Um, Easy's land is evens. So backers are hoping that he comes back to his his best form, but he's not got form on the um, good to soft, I don't think, um, which would worry you if you're backing him. And it makes me not want to. Oh, yeah, he was. The race at Cheltenham in November was on good, and he's won on good. It was good to soft in Cheltenham in last December when he won. That's the only piece of form, really, uh, that he's got there uh, on good to soft. So, don't really want to be backing him evens. I'd be looking elsewhere. I think Tiger Roll's goose is cooked. Um, wouldn't be backing him either. One that Alpha de Sobo and Balcor, the floor two horses that are coming into cross-country racing for the for the first time, I think. Um, Balcor de Flow won a Ryanair, didn't he, a few years ago, which... Um, I think it was surprising on the day because I think a lot of us are just expected on the sort of win again. Um, I, if he does get declared, I 
Might have a few quid on Balcona floor. Obviously, he's not really shown anything in recent times. His last win was the Ryanair in 2018. So it's a long, a long uh, winless streak. You're, you're a forgiving fan. type. Very forgiving. Um, most of his form is in grade ones or grade twos um, going back. He got beat 85 loads by Aloha last time, which is a long way. He was in the the Savills as well. So he's going from grade ones to potentially cross-country races, which is a big drop down. Uh, it's a stepping trip, though. Um, so if he does go, I might have a couple of quid on, but obviously he's not certain to go with Dex being um, obviously recording Sunday, so it'll be tomorrow. Uh, so we'll we'll see. Uh, if there's one horse, it'll be Balco on the floor. View on this, Harry? Oh, probably my view. That uh, sort of, not fancy, is it really? It's not nothing to get excited about. Um, yeah, Ben obviously mentioned that Easy's Land was fourth behind Kingsworth Theatre in November, but that, uh, Easy's Land was giving him um, the best part of a stone and a half that day, and they hit off level weights. And Easy's Land is rated twenty-eight pounds higher, so two two stone higher. Than Kingsworth Theatre, uh, but yeah, the, the the ground would be a concern because they were the connections were pretty adamant that the ground beat him that day. Although he, he jumped pretty badly as well, he didn't really travel that well either. Hasn't had a run since, um, so it's not a great prep. And even money, he could well win, but I'm happy to let him win at that. Uh, Potts Corner has been disappointing this year. Tiger Row, I agree, gone at the game. Uh, the, he travelled brilliantly down to maybe two out. Uh, in the Boyne Hurdle, but then just pretty much stopped. Uh, I, I think he's gone, to be honest. And he was pulled up in that race in November, and uh, unfortunately, wouldn't be surprised if the same happened. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe just to have a little look into the race, I might go Kingsworth Theatre each way, uh, in spite of the weight differences and everything. I think you could run into a place. He, he loves that uh, that course. The ground will be pretty good for him. He likes good, good to soft. Uh, and there's not a lot I like above him and probably not a lot I like below him. So that might be my only look into the race, but not one that's really getting the juices flowing at all. No, no. Uh, go go and make a, I don't know, a, a pint. Yeah, have some fair, have a couple, I have a few pints on that one. Yeah, have some pints in between between the champion chase and there. Yeah. And the Grand, you, Daniel. Uh, Come up you, the Grand you, Annual. You've got a... You, you've got the uh, the week off, I heard. So uh... yeah, well, I mean, it's depressing. It would have been depressing to have to work from home while it was on and not be there. So I thought, no, sit at home and don't have to work. This race was good. This race was good two years ago, wasn't it? When uh, we all were on the tag roll, Altio, M. Wyland, yeah. but then Harry had the added bonus of Band of Outlaws. And M. Wyland in and the, uh, the boot. Yeah. Yeah. That's M. Wyland as well. Um, yeah. Someday that Sorry, red letter. The boodles is not on the Wednesday anymore. Uh, did it get moved last year? The no, this year. This year. Uh, it's the first uh, one. It's, it's first one on Tuesday here, obviously, because that was where the, the old novice handicap chase was. And that's now defunct because we have the brilliant and exciting mayor's chase. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that another day. How fun. So I think we can all agree anyway that the cross country is um, rubbish. And we can move on. Excellent. Uh, the penultimate race on day two is the Grand Annual. Let's see if you like this a little bit better. Two miles uh, is the trip. Plenty of entries uh, at the minute, but the anti-post uh, prices uh, as follows. Embittered for Joseph O'Brien is the short uh, or very narrow favourite, six to one in two casts uh, for the same trainer, seven to one. Sky Pirate, um, seven to one for John Joe O'Neill. The Shunter, one of his many um entries but uh harry's saying that he most probably will go here so seven to one about him zanza eight to one and then eblio and umbrigado are 12 to one it's 14 uh, to one bar so this looks a, a really competitive uh race um and uh i'll be interested to see who we all like really ben um in my initial picks i picked embittered i don't remember him being this short um, so he must have must have took a bit of a gamble recently. Um, yeah, embittered. He's got these. He's got decent enough form. He's he's been beat three lengths by Andy Dufresne earlier in the season. 
three lengths by easy work. Um, and he had smart form last year behind Samwa. Those days are gone. Uh, Envoile and Abracadabra. So he's always kept in decent uh, company. Um, most recently, he's been beaten by Franco Deport and, and Ergamin at the, at the highest level by about 20, 25 lengths in between. So dropping back in class into a handicap, it shouldn't be um, beyond his reach to be in, in the mix here. Um, I don't know who's going to be jockeying him. He's had a whole horse of jockeys uh, this year. He's had Donna Mailer, Sean Flanagan, Jack Kennedy, Rachel Blackmore. So uh, he's not really got much consistency in the way of a rider. Um, but it's a really competitive race of Sky Pirates. Um, had some nice wins this year and got obviously put in his place a little bit old mankind but we all expected old mankind to win that day at Warwick um, we've got his, the shunters in here he's entered for a few different races isn't he um, is this his target um, or is he I think the Martin I think it's Pipe, most likely I think it's most yeah, likely yeah. mentioned the Martin Pipes on maybe but um, be nice for those connections, if he wins that bonus. Um, although it might be a bit too soon, perhaps. Um, he raced on the 6th of March at Kelso not too long ago. My pick, I know it's a boring old favourite, but embittered would be would be my selection. Yeah, in this race, I'm um, I'm pretty keen on Zander's chances, to be honest. Uh, he fell behind Sky Pirate in... Uh, in December, I was there that day and I backed Zander that day and Zander was travelling absolutely beautifully until he fell at the third last. Uh, I think that was on the new course, so this will, especially the old course will help. Um, at the weights, that day he was giving uh, he was giving Sky Pirate £11 and in the grand annual Sky Pirate will have to give him £7. So that's an almighty swing, isn't it? That's an 18-pound swing. Uh, and Zanza was travelling pretty well, giving him all that weight too. And, and he may not have won, but he would very much have been there, been there at the finish. Iblio was second that day. Iblio was carrying 10 stone core, which was £8 less than Zanza. And he's got to give Zanza £9. So that swing, uh, Zanza's been... He's been kept off to protect his handicap mark, I suspect, where Sky Pirate has been turned out a couple of times and absolutely decimated his mark. Uh, I think if he... If he'd run less, I'd, I'd quite fancy him for this, but he's, he's just too high in the weights now and I can't have him. Uh, yeah, I think Zanza, if he can stay on his feet, uh, jumping, I don't always, uh, having a pull, sorry, I don't always think is, um, is such a bad thing for for these kind of horses. Uh, you know, they can they can learn from it. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty hopeful on Zanza. He's, he's been backed, uh, backed it a little bit uh, and novices always tend to go well in these, in these handicaps. Um, so yeah, I I fancy Zanza quite a lot actually. And if the, if the shunter was to run here, I'd, I'd carrying ten stone eight. Um, I think he'd have a good chance if it was over that race. The more that I heard from Kelso, but that was a pretty grueling race, and he, he had to really work to win that. And he hadn't exactly had a long turnaround, but some horses can handle it. And yeah, for connections, if they were to win that bonus, that'd be fantastic. But um, yeah, I'm pretty pretty sweet on Zanza. Uh, I wouldn't have a massive opinion. I'm gonna. Uh, hopefully have the time to look at this uh, a bit more uh, in depth it looks a, it looks a decent race uh, actually uh, but finally uh, we've got the uh, final race of day two and it is the Weatherby's champion bumper grade one and well very interestingly I've, I've just got the prices up uh, again we're looking on the Sunday um, Kill Crew has been the favourite for this for the last week but uh, Sir Gerhard is now the favourite at uh, 15 to 8 for uh, Willie Mullins now. He's gone over uh, from the Gordon Elliott stable. Obviously, uh, Cheveley Park runners have all had to be uh, rehoused and he runs for Willie Mullins and he's best priced 15 to 8 now. Uh, Kilcrew is 2 to 1 for Willie Mullins uh, as well. Three Stripe Life, six to one. Hollow Games, 12 to one. Ramillies, 12 to one. LA Bell, 14 to one. And it's 20 to one bar. Um, I think we're all going to be pretty excited about uh, this race. I'm not a massive uh, bumper fan as, as such, but you know, this, this race is, is really, really interesting. Um, should we start with Kilcrew and whether we believed what we saw last time at Leopardstown, Ben? Um, well, it was visually impressive, but I'm not 
sure the form was anything to write home about. Um, the horses he beat, I don't know if any of them have come out yet. Um, I've not really looked too much in depth to it, but I think over time he'll make it like a better a, a go a further distance than this. And I just think that he might get found out a little bit by Sergey Gerhard. Um, although we've not seen Sir Gerhard since December, I think it was, when he last won. Um, his last win, Sir Gerhard, wasn't as visually impressive as Kilcruitz, but uh, they were facing different opposition. And um, I don't know, just something just making me lean towards Sir Gerhard. Um, Kilcruitz done absolutely nothing wrong um, in his two starts for Willie Mullins. Obviously, he went over from Anthony Mullins. Um, to Willie, but just something making me lean towards to Gerhard. It's not like a massively strong sense that he's gonna. He's like a banker. He's gonna win, but there's something that's making me prefer the, the cheaply park course over the over Kilcurrit. Um, Harry, who do you think uh, should be favourite? And uh, in terms of um, so Gerhard and a, a probably a um, an overarching point is that. Are you uh, concerned with this switch of trainer? We haven't um, spoken about it uh, at all, I don't think, so far. But the switch of trainer two weeks before Cheltenham for you know, a young horse, is that a concern? And, and would you be against him on that point? Well, in terms of who should be favourite, I think it's tricky. Obviously, Sagar had as well, it's based on potential, really. He's won a listed race, I think, whereas Kukrup won grade two and it visually it was very impressive so maybe I'd say Kukruk could be favourite but well and factoring in your, your second question but certainly it's not a positive is it um, it won't it won't it won't have done him any good it might not have done him any any negative but you, you don't know a young I suppose he's six years old so he's not not exactly an, an immature horse no. hopefully he'll be able to take it well we've seen with French Seal. It can take horses moving to Willie Mullins sometimes to settle in. So, yeah, I kind of, I, I, I don't know why I'd never really thought about that too much, but now it's, it's sort of put a little doubt into me because I, I was pretty keen on to get ahead. And I'm going to stick with him. But uh, yeah, to go back to your initial point um, when you were introducing the race, I don't believe what I saw and I don't think many people do. On the clock, it wasn't very good. They went hell for leather up front and yeah, the rest of them stopped and, and Kilcrick got a fantastic ride from Patrick Mullins. And yeah, just close to clear. Um, I think he'll probably be better over further in the long term. And I, I really like the way Sigur had won that bumper in, in December. He had to bail on ground that was far too soft for him. I think the nicer ground will bring about some more improvement. And two to one, I'm, I'm, I'm one happy to, to take that. He's already on a, on a couple of long-term anti-post bets, but um, I think I'll have another piece of that. I, I think he'll win. And uh, Chile Park have won this race the past two years with Envoyle and, and Fernie Hollow. So, yeah, they'll be hoping they've got another uh, potential superstar on their hands in the form of uh, Sergei Hardu's Harry's selection. And Ben, you're going for? Uh, I am going with Sergei Hard as well. Yeah, and I'm going to make it three out of three uh, for Sagar Hard. I actually, when I wrote these selections down, uh, Kilcrete was favourite, and I was, I don't know, um, didn't quite, uh, yeah, didn't quite get that again. Um, but he's now been uh, backed into favouritism, and uh, I think the market, got to believe the market. So, yeah, uh, Sagar Hard uh, for me, I don't think. For me, the stable switch is too much of an issue. Um, just quickly, are there, are there any horses that you've backed that with the Gordon Elliott um, scenario has put you off them? No. No. No, I, I don't know. I, I, like I said, it's not, it's not a positive, is it? But you'd like to think, well, especially the more experienced ones that, that have been able to chant before, like on YLN. Yeah. They're, they've been used to changing stable before and travelling. So, I think the, the the younger ones are maybe more likely to be affected by it, but still, I'd, I'd um, yeah, I, I don't think it's enough to put me off necessarily. If there's a longer amount of time between the the it, the it happening, 
maybe I'd be a little bit more put off to see if it happened a month earlier, two months earlier. But the fact it's so close to Cheltenham, not a lot really will have changed. So mm. I don't think um, there's too much to worry about with like your Envoilands and your um, Sir Gerhard. And we'll talk about obviously like Zanna here in a, uh, on the Friday's preview. So don't think there's too much to worry about really. Yeah, I mean, us three wouldn't be uh, experts in training horses, but you'd think that with two weeks to go, it'd just be, you know, fine-tuning little bits. You know, the main body of work has, has already been done. But it, it's it's certainly a, a bit of a conundrum to factor in, which uh, does your head in a little bit. So, uh, yeah, so Gerhard in a, a really good uh, champion uh, bumper uh, to end day two. Uh, so, as, as we normally do, we're going to end with, the guy's best bets on day two, and I'm going to go to Harry first. Well, you could take the easy route out and say Monkfish, I suppose, but um, I'm going to go for Altior. Altior each way. Or no, just to win. Just to win. Yeah, just just to win. win. Just to win, yeah. So uh, six to one. Nice price in the champion chase. Ben? I'm going to go for a nice little treble again. Um, Bob Ollinger, Chacun Poussoir, and Monkfish. That returns. It's a it's eight point four to one on a big bookmaker. I think that's the best you're gonna get. Uh, oh, the exchange Betfair has it at ten to one. Um, but stick. 20 quid returns about 190 something like that 188 so look I think Shakun and Monkfish for me are very, I'm very confident in Bob Ollinger less so but I'm hoping he'll he'll pull it out yep and my best bet on day two is Bob Ollinger and I'm very happy that um, for once one of my horses is not uh, a drifter in the market it's actually being backed so uh, that gives me a little bit of confidence so uh yeah, Bob Ollinger for me, and uh, if, if it comes in then. I, do you know what? If, if it comes in, I'll, I'll be happy for the rest of the week then. So, uh, <laughs> so there we go. Yeah, if only uh, it was that easy. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, that was day two, and uh, hopefully the action is as good as what we've uh, been been discussing. Uh, should be a great day of racing. And then we've got still two more days to get through. Uh, so uh, the halfway stage then of our uh, Cheltenham preview podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with a look at day three, which includes the Ryanair and the Stairs Hurdle. So we'll speak to you uh, then and uh, have a good rest of your evening.